So next we're going to be looking at the action procedure and the application procedure in a bit more detail. Um, but this is really just going to be an overview of the what these application and action proceedings look like because when you do law of civil procedure later in your degree, you will look at these processes in more depth, right? But let's start with the application, uh, sorry, the action proceedings, right? So we're looking at action proceedings. Remember, we said this is the more complicated proceedings. This is the one that involves a plaintiff who is bringing a case against a defendant. And the manner in which these proceedings will commence, so we're at the point now where a letter of demand has been sent and the defendant, the potential defendant had an opportunity to settle the matter, but the matter was not settled and now we're moving on to uh, court proceedings, right? So now we are in the pleading stage of the court proceedings. Remember, we mentioned these two stages, there's a pleading stage and, and a trial stage. And the first thing that the plaintiff would do is issue a summons against the defendant, right? So the plaintiff will send a summons to the defendant. And a summons is really just a sort of FYI to the defendant. For your information, I'm notifying you about the claim that I'm going to be bringing against you, right? And a summons is often referred to as a combined summons. You'll see the example in the slide that I put up. We refer to a combined summons. And the reason why we refer to it as a combined summons is because a summons is accompanied by a particulars of claim, right? We refer to it as a particulars of claim because it gives a little bit more detail on what it is that the plaintiff is going to be taking the defendant to court for, right? So what is the extent of the claim that the plaintiff intends pursuing against the defendant? It also says what remedy it is that the plaintiff is going to be asking the court to grant the plaintiff, right? So what remedy is the plaintiff seeking against the defendant? In addition to that, your particulars of claim will give some kind of narrative of what precisely has happened around the facts of this particular matter that the plaintiff is bringing to court, right? And of course, it will also state the names of who the plaintiff is and who the defendant is. Now, what would happen, and importantly, before your client uh, wants to proceed to uh, the first stage of court proceedings, the pleading stage, they might be very worried about legal costs. So what you will see in the particulars of, of claim is that the lawyers will make mention of legal costs, and you will see that it will often say that the plaintiff demands that the event that the plaintiff is successful in the matter, the event that the, the plaintiff wins the case, that the defendant be held responsible for paying the legal costs which the plaintiff incurred. Heard, right? And what this means is that if the court, so it's the court who ultimately makes a decision regarding costs, if the court decides uh, that uh, the, the plaintiff wins the case, right? If the court decides that the plaintiff has won the case, the court would ordinarily grant an order against the defendant. So where the plaintiff wins the case, the defendant will be responsible for paying their own costs out of their own pocket and the defendant will also have to dig into their pockets to pay the costs of the plaintiff because the plaintiff won the case. And of course, the, uh, the opposite holds to do where the defendant wins the case because if the defendant is successful in the case, then it's going to be the plaintiff who's going to have to dig into their own pockets in order to pay the expenses which the defendant incurred in defending themselves against this matter that the plaintiff brought against them.
Now, it's also possible that a judge will issue what we refer to as a no-cost order. And where a judge issues a no-cost order, what that means is the judge is saying that the judge is of the opinion that the plaintiff should pay the plaintiff's own costs and the defendant should pay the defendant's own costs, right? So the parties are both responsible for their own legal costs and no one should pay the, the costs of the other person.